Hello, and welcome to the Brain Mastery Podcast, brought to you by ABI Wellness. This series features renowned experts on brain injury, brain health, and rehabilitation. Be sure to visit abiwellness.com for more resources. Welcome back to the Brain Mastery Podcast. Today, we're going to learn a lot about sticking to your passion and being able to be really focused in serving your passion, whatever that might be, but also paying attention to what might be going on that you weren't necessarily expecting to have happen when you kind of widen out your vision. So it's going to be a really interesting episode for our listeners to better understand while you're working on something that you're truly passionate about, you may actually be doing something through those efforts to help another population at the same time. Today's guest is Sheila Thielen, and she's somebody who specializes in helping high-performing athletes, Olympians, to really train up their skill in the world of high-performance figure skating. So she comes to us from the state of Minnesota, so it's probably pretty cold there right now, and is somebody with a ton of energy and passion to serve and to help people reach their potential, but also is somebody who's really now doing a lot of work in vestibular training. And it's really a fascinating journey that she's going to help us to better understand today. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, Sheila. Anything else to add in your bio? Oh my goodness. It sounds so exciting. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. I'm so excited. It's so nice to be here. And of course, I truly appreciate your time and everyone's energies in helping us expand this project. We're truly grateful. Thank you. Oh, it's super exciting. You know, for people who are out there that are listening, these are people in the brain injury space, in the concussion space, in the brain health space. They might be looking for different programs, ideas, how to enhance performance. What sort of a main message, if you're to unpack one big main message that you'd like for people just to better understand about the world of brain health and concussion? So basically, I always go back to the fact that I'm not a doctor. I'm not a PT. I'm not an OT. I'm a master figure skating coach. And really, over the course of 30 years of us owning this company, but in me coaching and working with half a million athletes worldwide, so... So many kids and athletes. And I even coach a kid in Australia on Zoom on a weekly basis. It cracks me up like the world is so small now. But I really am bringing world-class figure skating, but sports training equipment and concepts and training techniques to the general public. And that's where you talk about like this whole time for 30 years, I've been this vestibular genius and I didn't know it. From basically spinning, spinning, turning, turning, balance, turning, turning, balance, and working with everything from three-year-olds all the way through, like you talked about, Olympians you see on television, I've somehow intersected all of their careers. But with that, I also worked with some children with autism. I also worked with some people that had concussions and athletes that had had a lot of concussions, and it just kept expanding and expanding. And I started to realize all of the applications of sports training equipment into the general public into multiple uses, specifically that brain and that vestibular system. So how your eyes and ears process back into your brain and the cognitive power of that. The word vestibular comes from vestibule and the vestibule is the entry to your home and your vestibular is your entry to your brain. And it's been so exciting to see all the different groups we've got to work with and how each group has a different application 
of impacting that vestibular system for their specific issues. Yeah, that's super exciting. What was it like for you when you thought all the while, you know, I'm really helping to get this person master this one particular jump, which is very technical and figure skating requires a lot of technical skill, which I have no clue about, but you are a specialist in. What was it like when you first heard, tell us more about like, here you are working with an individual and you're working on all these really finite skills to help get that toe loop down or whatever it might be. And then you realize, oh my goodness, somebody's reporting that this is actually helping them with their overall generalized balance, you know, help us to understand what that must've been like for you. Well, it was really a course of over 15 years of just asking questions. How come this kid can do it and this kid can't? How did this kid learn it fast? And why did this kid learn it slow? And actually, you'll laugh. I was at a conference in England and the conversation comes up that all of these kids are straight A students. And I'm like, well, how is that possible? How can you all be straight A students? We've always known that our sport is smart kids, but how can all of you? So then at the next conference, the next week later, I was in Iceland and through the interpreter, I'm asking all the kids, how many of you are really, really good students? And hmm. they all raise their hand. And then I came back to the States and I was asking tens of thousands of kids, how many of you are really good students? And in the sport of figure skating, the answer is like 99%. These kids are all super good athletes. So why? So this is my question. I asked the word why all day long. This is my job as a coach. And so I started asking more and more questions. Why? Why are all these kids good? And we came up with multiple answers. One, it's a sport that really crosses the midline. So both the hands and the feet. And if you've ever skated, tens of millions of crossovers, you know, what drives the sport is the crossover motion, even in figure skating and hockey. But they cross their hands, they cross their feet, and they spun. And so as we started noticing that the spinning motion and the vestibular and the midline cross, well, then we started noticing other pieces that were really key to brain, even happiness, is a perfect axis, really good balance. And when you put it all together, axis and balance and proprioception and midline cross and vestibular, all kind of happening at once. Wow, that's a fast moving brain. And my favorite thing is when asking even the little kids, I was asking the little kids, like, how many of you are good students? My favorite was one of my little ones, Emma. And I said, Emma raises her hand. I'm like, Emma, I met you when you were seven and you were kind of an idiot. You're kind of a dorky kid. How are you this wonderful student now? And her answer was, I'm a figure skater. Of course, I'm smart. Mm. And really, her mental transition, even from seven to 12, this kid really had become not an idiot. <laughs> she was really a smart little girl and had really trained her brain through her sport. And that's really what this project is about. No, I love that. I think that there is untapped potential in every person, right? It just takes what's the activity that you can engage with that can really help you to improve and harness the neuroplastic potential of your brain and understanding that when applying a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset, when you think about a word like that word even brings me my heart rate up with that I word you mentioned, I don't like that word on this podcast, because that almost assumes this fixed mindset of I cannot and I am this label. And that's just not true. If we focus the effort towards a different, more positive future. It's always possible in every single person. So it's wonderful to hear oh, that you see that. amazing. All of these kids are amazing. To the point, one of the same little girl explained to me why she thought the spinning worked. And I'm like, okay, tell me. You're 12 now. Tell me your wisdom. And her answer was genius in the fact that everything spins. The universe spins. The mm. earth spins around the sun. 
your blood spins, the smallest atom spins, everything spins. So when you spin, you're part of the world around you. I think that kid has become truly a genius. All of us can change. All of us can be better. And all of us can make these changes. Years ago, when we were told as children, I was told, I'm in my 50s, your brain is your brain and that's all you get. And that's absolutely not true. And I see this in children all the time in the genius of children, but how that grows into really the success of adulthood. I I love it. No, I love it. And that's part of why I think we connected so well is we're cut from the same cloth in that respect. And we got to support each other. Although we do things in a slightly different way, I think that's great too, because we're finding ways to help more people. Now, when you think about this world, that's an extremely optimistic and positive message, your main message. But when you think about out there in the great big world of brain health and concussion and research and all of these things, what's kind of frustrating? What's really gets at you a bit? Well, the hard part of all of this is I've worked with so many kids and seen so much improvement. And of course, a lot of it is anecdotal. I mean, obviously, a lot of it's anecdotal. And there's really 27,000 articles on PubMed just on the importance (laughs) of the vestibular system. And there's even spinning vestibular articles and papers. And we ended up, of course, as a small business, we had to hire a PhD coordinator just to coordinate all of our research. And the fact that I'm not a doctor, I'm not a PT, I'm not an OT. We had a new chief medical officer come on board. You know, all of those pieces, of course, are important to small companies, but it's proving it. And I just recently read a wonderful PhD dissertation talking about how every concussion needs to be individually worked on in research. You can't do group case studies on brain injury because everyone's got a different brain injury side, more or less, you know, pre-existing, all of these pieces. And so it is frustrating because I have so many lovely anecdotal stories of improvement and balance mats and, you know, balance improvements. And But how that all ties back into the cognitive is really, it's a process and getting people to join me in my process, of course, yeah. is the challenge. Well, something I really respect about you, and this is why it's wonderful to have you on with us, is that there's so much we don't yet know. And there's so much that we don't yet understand. And if you know me, I'm saying that all day long, but we do know some things and we're trying to follow science and test hypotheses and see what works, see what sticks. And I'm reminded to further support what you're talking to. I remember when we did our first, where we started, as I think I explained with ABI Wellness was, it was a question, like, can people with chronic cognitive symptoms, meaning at that point, two years post and many people on like permanent disability at that time, improve higher order cognitive function by engaging in a neuroplastic cognitive rehabilitation protocol. And any great researchers were like, well, probably not because they have serious attention issues, concentration issues, all these executive function challenges. But following good science is like, well, Have we even given them the option or the opportunity to try to exhaust the brain's potential for neuroplastic change through good programs? And any good researcher is going to say, yeah, we want to try to understand if that could have an effect. And that's what led us down that road. What we ended up finding was, yes, we saw cognitive change. What mattered the most was that the people actually self-reported that their quality of life was getting better. Their capacity to function more independently day-to-day was improving. And that is when measured properly, right? Qualitative research, 
that's valid. That's actually really important. But you want to be able to correlate that along with other more quantitative measures and imaging so that we can make sure that we have a balanced view of the kind of impact that we're having. Absolutely. But like the story is inspiring. Like, can we help one person? Can we help 10 people? Can we help 100 people? And I really believe the answer is yes to all of these. And the feeling that your life can get better is so important. And even as a coach, that's my job is to help you get from, that's what the word coach comes from with the horses and the little coach and you got in at one location and the coach got you to another location. And that's what I work with children and athletes and NFL alumni that I'm working with. It's my process of helping them get from one point to another. And I really think that more people can see success. Well, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that about you. And your energy is just infectious. I think it's just amazing for people that are listening. Yes, this is her. This is how she rolls. I've talked to her many times, talked to her in the mornings, afternoons, same every time. She clearly loves what she does. And the other part I like about her approach, she's got true humility and a sense of inquiry. It's like she wasn't intending to necessarily do this, but found that it was helping to change some people's lives. She wants to better understand it scientifically, which I think is super cool. I'm the same. And I think it's really interesting. And we'll see as the science continues to move forward. Something that I'm really curious about is the relationship between improving vestibular function and if persisting cognitive symptoms are still in the way, how do we ensure to deploy good practices to support both together? And that's part of the conversations that we've had because that's kind of our focus. It was really more of these higher order cognitive functions. But for many people, what matters most is the vestibular system first right? We got to take care of that first. And a lot of physiotherapists out there, that's their key. And there's work like yours going on in this space, but how do we work together? And what are your thoughts around that? Like, how do we create the super team to work together to try to better inform practice together? Okay. You're right. I am always lit up. (laughs) I work with a lot of children. I am lit. I'm like a kindergarten teacher. You know, like you have to survive this. There's a lot of kids that more than me. So this is whole project really for us has been about teaming up. And through this, I always talk about like, we've had this company for 30 years. So really I've been doing this for 30 years. This is a lot of years of vestibular and training, whether I understood it or not. Yet in the same sense, when we expanded the company to the general public two years ago, it was at the height of a pandemic. And I do a whole thing. I don't expand your business in a pandemic. And we did very successfully, especially in the fact that people on LinkedIn and people on Zoom really gave me their time. And through that process, I learned a lot in especially the teamwork of bringing multiple groups together. And that's really part of our excitement within the company of we're doing a small project with NASA right now on really the odalis and understanding once an astronaut's been in space for multiple months, and coming back with vestibular issues and how that would translate to getting us to Mars. Can astronauts make it to Mars just based on their vestibular system? Will they die when they get there because there's no one to care for them? These are the little projects that I'm doing, but like how exciting. In the same sense, working with some of these NFL alumni, many, many concussions and trying to help them. Yet at the same time, another group that reached out to me is the special needs community, specifically with autism and sensory. We're working on several projects with that group, and it's really heartwarming and important work that I really, really enjoy seeing these kids' improvement. One of my favorite moms talked about how since the child's been working with me, they've seen a 50% to 60% decrease in the child's just emotional breakdowns. 
and how that's helped the family by a hundred percent. And that makes me cry. These mm-hmm. are the projects I want to do. I want to team up with other groups, even in groups that I'm not quite sure I understand, but we can apply the same principles to more groups and see success. One of my early meetings with the U.S. military today, it was overwhelming to me of the process. But what if we could help more soldiers and we could mm-hmm. help people? I'm working with a couple of fire captains trying to help firefighters not be spatially disoriented. So when they can get into a smoky room, they can get out of a smoky room, not be spatially turned around and stuff. So like, I'm fascinated at the groups that have contacted me, but the process of like, (laughs) okay, let's go. (laughs) The coach in me, the pushy coach in me, of course, it's a process to get through. I'm curious, something that in the show notes, we'll definitely have links to everything we're talking about here, but I'm curious, and this isn't something we talked about before. So I'm just throwing this at you is what do you see as your why or your purpose or your vision for doing what you do? What is it about you that motivates you to be doing this? You've shown a lot of humility in that you don't even necessarily know exactly how the work that you're doing is transferring into these changes. But what continues to motivate you to get up each day with this enthusiasm? Because surely it's hard. Surely it's exhausting. Surely there's a ton of uncertainty. But what is it that really gets you going? and motivate you. I'm obsessed with this project. And I'm sure this comes out in literally hundreds of Zoom meetings I do. To the point you're going to laugh, I had so many Zoom meetings today that it didn't fit in the square of my calendar. I get it. I know that. An expansion like notepad, just to understand where all the arrows went off the schedule. I'm obsessed with this project to the point my family is so annoyed with me. Truly, my family is so sick of me. This is all I want to do. From the moment I get up to the point I go to bed, I dream about this. The question I asked years ago to many athletes was, Describe the perfect movement. Describe your perfect slab shot, your perfect balance on your boat, the perfect movement. And I had people talk about it in vivid, vivid explanations. The lights were on over here, but the lights were off over there and what it smelled like and who saw me land that double axle and the happiness that I had. And then I added to the question of like, if you were mad at your coach and mad at your mom and your equipment doesn't fit right, you need a sharpening or life is horrible and you're mad at everybody. Do you still come back looking for that perfect movement or that perfect jump? And the answer to all of them was, of course, yes. So I started really looking at the athlete's mind, but almost where we find happiness and where that dopamine load is and why athletes like Michael Phelps can just keep going on and on. But when they stop doing their sport, how miserable they are. Sasha Cohen, we have thousands of athlete stories and the transition of professional athletes out of their professional athletes and into new lives. And this fascinates me to help athletes, but to apply that to the general public and having them have that same special moment and that same balance and that perfect movement. The coach in me, of course, is obsessed with this. Obsessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, you know, clearly you're doing the right kind of work. And, you know, it's something that I really encourage people to look at because for me, it was one of those things I still kind of look at and go, I don't get it fully. But I'm learning, right? And I'm open to learning. And I think that's so important for us to really be inquisitive because that's how discoveries are made, right? Is to be open and to be optimistic and cautiously optimistic if you need to be. But to be open enough to look at things and say, okay, there might be something here and I really need to have a look at this closer because you weren't planning on doing this, but it just ended up happening. 
And I've seen some of the video testimonials and they're impressive. These are significant things that are happening here. And I encourage people to look at it deeper. You know, for me, I need a lot of work to better understand how it works, but I see your enthusiasm. I see your commitment. I see your grit and your determination and really your commitment to serve. Like I see that probably that stands out more than anything to me is something that Simon Sinek talks a lot about is your why, right? What's your why statement? And if you're doing what you believe your purpose is and you see it to fruition and doesn't make you cry, it's not your why. And when I think about the work that I'm involved in, same thing as you, when I see someone start to reach their potential, and that's the coach in me too, the tears start to show up because I'm like, good for you. Because all of us, I think in our lives come to those moments when we can't quite do it ourselves. We can't even go far enough to believe in ourselves that much that we could actually potentially do this. But when you have that pillar beside you, that coach beside you that says, you know what, you can land this. You can do it. We've done the work, but you need to commit to it. So around the rink twice, and then we're going to do this at center ice and you're going to land it. And they're wondering in their head, coach, no. And you need to take that fear away and you need to just go execute this. And when that happens and they believe in themselves to truly commit when they're about to go into that jump and they truly commit and they land it, the beautiful thing, right? Okay, I'm tearing up with you just even describing it because the emotion and and the seeing it and the fruition, I'm tearing up just with you just talking about the process. And Michelle Kwan talks all the time about it Mm. wasn't about winning, it was about the process of how we got there. And I was on a recent Zoom meeting with a couple of researchers and I leaned in and I'm like, oh, thank you so much for working with us. And it was this gratitude moment. But I had one of the researchers look into the camera and be like, Sheila, we're going to win a Nobel Peace Prize. And I looked at her and I'm like, what? Oh, what? And she goes, yep, we're going to improve people's lives. We're going to show improvement. We're show cognitive. We're so balanced. We're going to improve, especially these children in the autism group, that we're going to improve their lives and we're going to win a Nobel Peace Prize. And I looked at her and I'll be honest, I got off the call and I threw up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Talk about like, oh my goodness, we need to get our acts together. We're yeah. part of a process that really is exactly what the goal is. But it was also a little bit of, a, I call it that, that moment where you're like, oh, wow, this is bigger than me. And I need to really do everything on my part to make sure that these processes step forward. And so we haven't won it yet, you know, <laughs> well, and, and it's just starting. <laughs> yeah. And something I really respect about you as a coach, that perspective myself is like one of the leadership experts out there who I really like, John Maxwell, often talks about his next project. It's going to be called There Is No Finish Line. Because a lot of people, well, a lot of us, I think I fall into this too, like, it'll be better when. And by the time I get to this amount of success, it'll be better. By the time I get to here, it'll be better. And here's somebody who's written about leadership, who's coached the top people in the world. And his theory now is there is no finish line. Keep working on your stride. Keep stepping toward the goal. Keep stepping towards the vision. And the vision will probably never be fully realized. Each mission will change, right? And as long as you're grounded in your values and are clear on what those values are, and you're clear on which way your North Star is, you can keep stepping and progressing in that direction, knowing that in doing so and working with a group of people, you're growing a group of people towards that cause, especially around people that are underserved, like the population you and I work with. I think that's a beautiful thing, right? When you can look at it, it's not an easy thing. It's an extremely hard thing. 
But I think it's a really worthy thing, an exciting thing. And what I was trying to say was it's really not probably about maybe one day being a part of that acknowledgement of that award, but it's helping those individuals to live a more independent, more fulfilled, more independent life. We have a couple of slogans within the company, and one of them is everybody wins. We love a project where everybody wins. It's not about money. It's what's well, a little bit about money just to keep the company afloat. Of but course. We love projects that change the world and don't sound crazy saying that. You want to change it. the world? We want to work with you. You know, that this is this is the group that we want to be a part of and team up with. Well, and that's the piece for me that really resonated because to be that ambitious, most people may look at that and say, mm, no. But the people that change the world are kind of courageous enough to walk towards that, even though it seems a little bit overwhelming, but to walk towards that. And then also not just say, I'm going to do this alone, but to say, hey, which way are you guys walking? Well, maybe together we can make the path a little better. And I think that that's really exciting as I think about your work and continue to learn more about it and for myself and with our team. I want to also invite people, if they want to learn more about what you're doing, you're there in Minnesota. How do people get in touch with you? How do they learn more about what you do? I think you have equipment that you make available to people that they can purchase and have. And I think just training that goes along with that too. Is that correct? Absolutely. Training is for sure the number one key of the whole product. Absolutely. Okay. So how do people get a hold of you then? Where do they learn more? Is there a website? You're going to laugh. So our original website was named vestibulartrainingservices.com. And it was just too hard. <laughs> I do like radio interviews and they're like, what? And so, of course, we added a new website, which leads into it called spinyourbrain.com. So much easier, spinyourbrain.com leads you into our vestibular training services website. We just recently redid it. It's a little bit more organized. And on top of that, of course, all my contact information is on the website, not only for training, but to come visit us. Our main training room is here in the Minneapolis area. But of course, we have gear worldwide. We've been doing this for 30 years. This isn't new in its own weird no, sense. No. We're not new at all. And the pieces of like our spinners are made out of Delaware and our harness and rigging systems are made out of Minneapolis and everything's American made and we ship worldwide and we do Zoom and we do keynotes and we do speaking events and we do podcasts and <laughs> we do radio interviews and you know, all of these pieces all connect into all the different projects that we participate in. I love it. Well, I just, again, I want to thank you for being open to inquiry and open to dialogue and discussion and who knows what else we're going to discover. That's the part that I think I'm so excited about is as long as your intention is strong and your will is good and you're trying to serve, I think we're always going to learn something. And I look forward to continuing to keep in touch with you and keep doing all the good in the world that you're doing and keep coaching and helping people become their best selves. I can't thank you enough, Mark. And everyone over at ABI Wellness and podcasts and these communications and sharing it with the world, we're so grateful and honored and let's change the world all together. I love it. We'll leave you on that. And again, thank you. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the Brain Mastery podcast. We're super grateful for the community of supporters of this podcast. Again, this 
podcast was designed with an intention and an objective, and that was to share stories of rehabilitation, of recovery from brain injury, to really interview some of the leaders out there to provide more hope to community members. So thank you again for all of the support with that. If this episode resonated for you and had value for you, we just ask, please download and share it. Please also, if you wouldn't mind, rate the podcast. Those ratings really matter and help us to spread the message. If you're a clinical provider out there, meaning a physical therapist, an occupational therapist, or somebody who just works with people with brain injury and wanna learn more about the Bears platform, We've tried to make it easy as possible for you to do so. Just go to www.abiwellness.com to learn more about how to get involved. Our training is very accessible and we've tried to make it very, very easy for people to get access to this neuro rehabilitation platform. Thank you again for your support and we'll see you on the next episode. The statements made regarding the Bears platform and ABI Wellness have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the Bears platform has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. The Bears platform is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice.